We're working through our fall series on the Beatitudes. This is number three today. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. And let's say these together. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for there is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you, the people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is reward in heaven, for the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Amen. God always blesses the reading of God's holy word. Come, Holy Spirit. Well, blessed are the meek. Well, last I checked, meek is not necessarily in these days, right? Who wants to be meek? In his commentary on the Gospel of Matthew, Dale Bruner takes note. He says, zealots of all types have never liked this blessing for the meek. For example, both social and capital enterprises and the success and assertiveness seminars are far from praising the unaggressive, the timid, or those who do not claim all they can get. It is the aggressive, it is the aggressive, not the meek, who will inherit the earth. It is those who push, who get their piece of land. Everyone knows that is, it is the psychically and spiritually self-confident, Bruner says, the positive, the possibility thinkers, and the dynamically assertive who really get things and who get things done on earth. The meek may inherit heaven. Both the entrepreneur and the revolutionary will give them that, but not the earth. Yet Jesus gives them the earth. We are a, a peculiar people, we move different because Jesus did. More on that in a moment. But what does this word meek mean? Well, the word meek, praus, in Greek is a little hard to define. Scholars point out it can signify absence of pretense. But generally, it suggests a gentle vibe. Self-control. Just chill, you know, not over-assertion. R.T. France points out that the meek are those, the meek are those who do not throw their weight around. They rely on God. God will give them the high place that they would not seize for themselves. The Greeks, scholars tell us, extolled humility in wise men and rulers, but such humility could feel condescending at times, Right? In general, the Greeks considered meekness a vice. The Greeks saw meekness as a vice because they couldn't distinguish it from being servile, right? But to be meek toward others, as one scholar puts it, 
implies freedom from malice. Freedom from the need to strike back, to hit back. It's about freedom from being vengeful, right? And as Dr. Carson and others point out, Jesus best exemplifies it. You could say that Christ's entire ministry, the whole idea of the incarnation, is a walk into meekness. Think of it, the God of the universe, the God who is large and in charge, God all by himself, puts skin on. Well, Paul summarized this very well. Paul the apostle in his church, in his letter to the early church at Philippi, he talked about the attitude of mind that Christ Jesus had Who, being in very nature God, Paul writes, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage or grasped, as some translations would put it. Rather, he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a human being, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross." Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Exaltation goes through meekness. This is our gospel. The core of Jesus' meekness, his willingness to serve and humiliate himself, the core of that radiated out of a confidence in who he was, whose he was, as one united in being with the Father. Remember when he washed his disciples' feet? Here's a meek act. From John 13, we're told Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. Meekness radiates out from his identity as being one with the Father, as being the Son of the Father, being beloved of the Father, by the Holy Spirit who came down. Jesus knew that the Father had done this for him. Remember when Jesus died on the cross? Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And when he said this, he breathed his last. The ultimate meekness of serving and dying radiates out, not just from a a should or a rule or an abstract idea, but from a relatedness, a oneness that the Son has with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Here you have the entire moment on which the fate of the universe turns, the death of Christ on the cross, and that came with Jesus Christ, the Son of God, surrendering to his Father in the Holy Spirit. This is the might of meekness, an unshakable relatedness within the heart of God who is one yet three, unbreakable, and yet all-giving and self-offering. As I was talking about the sermon yesterday, with Jill, my wife, she turned a good phrase. She said, meekness is not weakness. No one would accuse Jesus of being weak, even as he was meek. He died on the cross, after all. That takes strength. 
service takes strength. Putting up with slow disciples like me and you takes strength. Meekness is not weakness. The meekness of the servant who washes feet, who loves enough to stretch his hands out and die is anything but weak. This meekness, it's the Christian who goes to the school board meeting and instead of yelling and grandstanding and threatening to make their point, invites their political adversary to lunch or maybe washes their car. (laughs) That's not weak, that's meek. The Christian, in this case, instead of building a coalition against an opposition, builds a relationship with them. That's not weak, that's meek. That's coming in humility and love. These acts of meekness arise from a strength, the strength that is the heart of our Lord's mission. Jesus' ability to lower himself, to serve arose from his security in his relatedness of oneness in love with the Father. Jesus says in John 17 that he came so that the love the Father has for him may be in us. Jesus was beloved of the Father, one with the Father. That's why. That's the radiant center out of which his meekness came. He knew who he was whose he was, his oneness as the Son of God incarnate with the Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit, so he didn't have to come out swinging. He didn't have to prove it. We move in the mighty meekness of Jesus when we move not out of our power, not out of our ability to swing back, but when we move out of that same sense of relatedness that we belong to the God who is the suffering servant, who loves us, who serves, and we let that identity come out of us and move in that reality. Jesus prays for us. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe you have sent me. Mission shaped in the mighty meekness of Jesus our Lord needs to stay in that embrace of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit or else we'll be ever tempted to lash out to hit back, as if it all depends on us, as if our identity is somehow threatened. One of the things that many have observed in our culture right now is a propensity for tribal identities. We're constantly barraged in media with this sense of um, tribalism. You're on this team, you're on that team, and this this is working out so toxically in our politics right now across our country. And we have media organizations dedicated to feeding this kind of vicious tribalism that wants to react instead of respond. And into that, our Lord says, blessed are the meek. Blessed are the meek. The choice is between being tribal or being Trinitarian? (laughs) Am I gonna let the Trinity and the Father's embrace of the Son and the Holy Spirit be what defines me and be that that which propels me and compels me? Or am I gonna let my tribalism and my fury around that and what I'm barraged with all the time stir me into a different kind of fury? This is our choice. Meekness is the moment when we step aside and we let God the Father embracing the Son and the Holy Spirit shape our response in humility and love because we know who, whose we are 
and we know who we are and we trust him. Like Jesus before Pilate, Pilate putting on the screws and wanting questions answered and demanding of him that and Jesus not playing by Pilate's laws of gravity. Jesus moving out of a different center, out of his oneness with the Father. The Son goes to the cross in trust that the Father's connection to him can withstand anything and that's exactly what happened. The cross could not break the Trinity even as God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit submitted to it in Jesus Christ. We can get into the trap of trusting our own strength, of trusting our own tribes, and we need to trust the Trinity. Our own strength can displace that if we're not careful. This doesn't mean we never confront or, or never, meekness is not laziness, right? But Jesus didn't take up a cudgel, he took up a cross. The moment that, that changed the universe wasn't in the octagon in a UFC fight, it was at the cross. In some unbelievable way, that moment of ultimate weakness and that moment of sacrifice changes everything. And that is the moment that radiates out in our lives and we embrace him and embrace the way of meekness, not reactivity, but responding with the servant love of Christ, the sacrificial heart of Christ toward a world that would even come out swinging and come at us and instead, rather than racing to our tribe or to our team, we're, we live held by the Trinity, the Father holding the Son and the Spirit and we live in them and we let ourselves be renovated so we don't come out swinging, we come out serving. We don't come out swinging, we come out sacrificing. This is not passivism. It's not um, apathy. It's not being checked out. This is a different kind of engagement. This is a call to engage, but to engage in a serving, sacrificial way. This is not a call to shrink back from speaking our hearts or disagreeing, but it's a call to do so in a serving, sacrificial way. The might of meekness that is Jesus. The late, great Tim Keller. Tim Keller, one of my pastoral role models and heroes. He wrote about how Jesus was both meek and faithful, both faithful and meek. Tim wrote, the most remarkable example of faithful meekness, however, is Jesus' words on the cross. Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Here is Jesus saying that what his executioners were doing was sin. He's not pretending, you know, I'm okay, you're okay. No, he's calling it what it is. It needs to be forgiven. But he adds, they don't fully know what they're doing in their blindness. That, Tim says, is amazing. We don't see Jesus saying, Father, smite them for what they have done. Nor, Father, forgive these murderous, foul, despicable fools. Instead, the Lord speaks in a kind of mighty meekness with generosity of spirit toward the people who are wrongfully killing him. Keller says the rest of the New Testament leads us by example to follow Jesus in this. In Galatians 6.1, we are told to not allow people who are caught in trespass to simply go on sinning. We are called also to correct them with gentleness. 2 Timothy 2 has Paul telling Timothy to keep reminding people of these things, warn them, but then the same uh, chapter says, don't quarrel, don't fight, be kind to everyone. 
those who oppose, he must gently instruct in the hope that God will grant them repentance. Meekness is a, is a fruit of a God-centered perspective. When we trust in God, we constantly are reminded how little control we have, and it keeps a check in our own sense of what, where our power is. And that helps us respond rather than react. Tim concludes, it, what does this mean? It means that while there are certainly seasons and situations in which faithfulness means, faithfulness means strong speech, it also means that an attitude and tone devoid of graciousness cannot be the default mode for the Christian. If you are always denouncing and declaring and never speaking tenderly and generously to those who are in error, you aren't combining faithfulness and meekness. In Jesus Christ, those two go together. And it's in that embrace of God remembering who we are and whose we are, which is what we do here regularly. We are now being bombarded <clears throat> across media, different media entities, which sadly, and I was a journalism major in, in college. I love journalism. I have some ink in my blood, as they say. And there's a lot of good journalism out there right now. Some of the best ever. There's also some of the worst and some of it is committed to just maintaining an advertising revenue base by stoking fury and anger in certain segments of society, no matter whether they're telling the truth or lies, as part of their business plan. It is, it is I believe, part of what Paul talks about as the, the um, uh, spiritual um, uh, warfare in Ephesians 6, powers and principalities that have overtaken these entities we now more than ever need to stay in God's Trinitarian embrace. Let him work the reality of Christ's mighty meekness into us so we can come out serving instead of coming out swinging. And that doesn't mean we never take a stand, but you can take a stand in a way that is meek and loving in this way. Not passive, but gracious. Not checked out, checked in, but checked in in a serving, sacrificial, loving way, not in a way that trades blow for blow. Less sticks and stones and more songs. The mighty meekness of Jesus. May it be so for you and for me in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and all God's people said, amen.